The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for another Cowboys storyline. I'm your host, Nick Eatman, but this is a different storyline. This is different than any other one that we've done since we started back at training camp in late July because this storyline is actually officially game week. It is game week. There's no more off season. Off season is officially closed. It is a Tuesday. It's an off day, just like it normally will be uh, here at the Star in Frisco. And it is time to focus only on this week's game against the Giants. Of course, I say that. We'll probably bounce around and talk about a lot of things because that's what we do here on the storylines. But the biggest one, obviously, is the game. Cowboys and Giants. Training camp has been long gone. The preseason is is over. Roster cuts, roster moves, all these. I mean, roster moves will will always kind of happen, tweaking here and there. As Bill Parcells used to say, churn the bottom of the roster. That will always happen. But uh, but the focus, obviously, will be against the Giants and, and what happens here with any kind of injury setbacks. See, before, it's not that big a deal. We'll see just as long as they get them ready for the Giants. But if some, something happens this week, it, it certainly magnifies things a little bit like it did yesterday in practice, uh, Monday at the star, right when the media was leaving. Where media gets to be out there like 20 minutes maybe. So I would say at about 19-minute mark, Tyler Smith starts walking off the field. Um, didn't look too happy about it. Come to find out, looks like he's got a hamstring injury that will limit him probably this week. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Jerry Jones, uh, Cowboys owner GM, said on his um, weekly uh, radio segment on 105.3 The Fan this morning. He'll he'll do that every Tuesday morning. So always some storylines coming out of that. And the biggest one that, that he said, in my opinion, was just, just about the question on Tyler Smith and his availability for this week. He's going to have an MRI today. But it sounds like they're pretty optimistic based off of what he was able to do and how he was feeling as the day went on yesterday. So uh, as it stands right now, it doesn't seem like the Cowboys are concerned about his status for the first game. But, again, he's going to have the MRI, going to see how things are just officially um, and and see what it looks like. But as it stands right now, fingers crossed, Tyler Smith should be able to play. That's that's at least what the hope is. Um, and we'll see what the MRI uh, reveals later on. But, yeah, hamstring injury, um, or at least a setback uh, hamstring um, tweak, you would say, for, for Tyler Smith, who plays left guard. And the Cowboys can't uh, have any issues when it comes to the offensive line because they really don't have a lot of depth. And when I'm looking at some questions here already on the text line. And again, we'll take questions on the text line. Obviously, take questions on the phone line. Last uh, Friday show was amazing. You guys were were all over the place there calling us. Uh, I think we counted 16 phone calls there. We went a little overtime to get those in. Um, and, and then this is, you know, this is the time slot here that, that we're hoping for, 10 a.m. We're still kind of trying to see what Mike McCarthy's schedule on his press conference is going to look like. It might have to tweak a little bit, but we're hoping for this 10 a.m. Uh, time slot. Um, phone call, 1-888-855-2297. 817-290-3298 is the text line. We do have some text questions, and like I was saying, the offensive line seems to be where everyone's focus is, concern, 
Um, and 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 I I'm with you there. I mean that's where the backup the backup offensive linemen um, are. They don't have a lot of depth there. And and this is a position where you obviously need some depth. Jerry Jones did say that this morning that every team in the league is looking for offensive line depth. Um, that's why you don't see a lot of great linemen on the waiver wire. Just go grab someone. It doesn't happen that way because people aren't letting them go um, like that. Just because you need offensive line depth, and the Cowboys certainly do. Um, I got a question here from uh, actually let's look at Pete. He's from Moreno Valley, California. So you think the front office will make a trade for an offensive line player soon? I don't know about making a trade. I mean, I think that they they're, they're exploring all options here. Like I said, though, who who's trading offensive linemen? Who's who's said? Well, we got a lot of tackles here. We got a lot of guards and centers. It just doesn't happen very often um, because everyone knows. The one thing you that that you can really hurt your team is if you lose depth on the offensive line. Go look at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The Chiefs, uh, I guess it was Chiefs and 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 Bucks. You know, Tom Brady was playing there, but it was really the defense for the Bucks that won that game. And the Chiefs had like three offensive line starters out, and it just changed their their whole. Uh, you know, game plan on on offense. So that's the the quickest way you can you can change the course of your season is to lose players on the offensive line and have some depth uh, issues there. So that's that's kind of where I think the Cowboys stand there uh, when it comes to the offensive line, and 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 they're going to be looking for depth as it stands right now. Let's look at the depth. You're going to have, if, assuming Tyler Smith will, will play this week, and that's that's what again, fingers crossed there that his hamstring injury will not hurt him there. Tyler uh, Tyron Smith left tackle, Tyler Smith left guard, Tyler Biotish center. Say those that those three really fast, and then right guard Zach Martin, right tackle, Moneybags McGee over there, Terrence Steele, uh, which he did his interview yesterday, and about seventeen players walked by. You know, show me the money, must be the money, money man, all that kind of stuff, and which is great for Terrence Steele. He's earned it. And I just I just looked out of the of the window. Just to see the empty practice field. Just looking at an empty practice field. But there was one guy out there jumping a rope. Terrence Steele. I mean, just just out there, out there in the heat, ready to go. Uh, ready. But that's that's what the offensive line starters look like. The backups, awesome Richards, um, Matt. Well, let's go. The center, it, it could be uh, the the new guy that they have, Harlow or um, Brock Hoffman. I would lean toward Hoffman. He's been here, understands the calls maybe a little bit better. Um, Adoga, if he's healthy, um, you know, I mean that he's he's not on the injured, you know, injury report will come out tomorrow, but he has been injured, uh, not to the point where they wanted to keep him on IR, but that's your that's your offensive line depth right now. And um, so stay healthy, uh, starters. Uh, that's that's kind of where the concern is. All right, phone calls time. It's time for a phone call. Conroe, Texas. We've got Richard. Richard, what's up? Hey, Nick. Uh, big fan, longtime listener. Thank you. Uh, love the new show. Appreciate that. Uh, I know the concern is offensive line, but mine is more the linebacker position after losing Overshone. Okay. Um, so is it something that they address in free agency, or do you think this is roles that Curse and uh, Marquise Bell fill out? Uh, I'll hang up and let you answer, but, man, I'm a big fan. I'm sure the brick misses you, uh, but I look forward to hearing your answer. What? 
Well, thank you for the call, and I, I don't know if they do actually. Um, if they if they miss uh, me over there, because uh, Patrick Walker is filled in nicely, and he's uh, he's taking it to a, a different level too. So um, I hear some some big conversations that they have over there on on the break, which most of the time, uh, and, and it'll include today as well. But uh, it seems like the break will be following me, so I, I think I'm squeezing in right in between uh, talking Cowboys and Cowboys break. It's a good good spot to be in uh those two uh, shows right there another question that i had on that linebacker depth was um chris from wichita falls he he did a text line question about he sees the the problem offensive line but he's also concerned about the 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 thin linebacker depth as well just like you uh richard so Going going to that 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 would be number two i would think on the on the list of concerns uh just from a depth standpoint but you kind of answered your own question just because, you know, the way that I think Dan Quinn will play it, you know, the the linebackers, you're going to, they're not playing three linebackers on the field very often, if ever. I mean, so you really don't need three, you don't need three backups for that. They're really playing two. And if, and some of those times will be, uh, like you said, safety. I think Marquise Bell is going to get some spot, some time there. I think Israel McQuamu will have a role. Uh, loved what he did in the playoff game against Tampa, and, and and that was that was kind of a that was the beauty of Dan Quinn. I thought I thought that that game right there because if you go back the week before the Bucks game, that awful game in Washington where they just weren't inspired at all, played horribly, got blown out by a quarterback that's never played, and um, you know it just wasn't a great game. And McQuamu was inactive for that game, so, and then. Come okay, well, McQuamu was inactive. They're trying different things at corners, not working out. And then, but they knew all along what they were going to do. They made him inactive. All of a sudden, next week against Tampa Bay, here's Israel McQuamu. He's six foot five. He's got this wingspan of like a nine foot wingspan. He's playing in the middle of the field, and you know, I thought I thought it, it kind of disrupted what what Brady and the and the Bucks were thinking about on offense. Uh, on offense, so I just feel like. That they've got things like that up their sleeve. It might be a week to week thing, but they'll figure out how to how to get you know the the nickel and dime packages, and they'll get some of these safeties playing closer to the line of scrimmage, and they'll they'll, they'll fix that linebacker position. In, in my opinion, that way. All right, go back to the phone lines. Steve in New York, what's up? Hey Nick, great show, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Oh, just a quick question. Um, I know everybody was not everybody, but a lot of people are okay with Zeke uh, leaving. But I, I've been asking this since that day: the, the tough yards, the third down and short, fourth and short. Where where do you see that coming from? Who's going to go and you know step in, or do they alter maybe what they do on uh, situations like that? Yeah, because I know I know everybody was kind of down on Zeke, but who was better at getting those yards uh, than he was? Well, what do you think, Steve? I mean, who 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 would you give it to? Fourth, fourth and one against the Giants, midfield, mid, middle of the game. You know, the, the offense is going fourth and one. It's a long one. What are you, what are you doing? You see, I, I love Pollard, but I don't know if he's that guy. You, you know what I yeah. mean? As far as those tough yards. I, obviously, I think he's going to be the guy. But, you know, I, I don't know. You know, Zeke had yeah. a lot of those plays where he made a positive out of You're, something that you know was probably going to be a loss, and I just I'm I'm just concerned where they're going to get that from. Yeah, uh, with the guys on the roster. Well, you're not wrong. I appreciate the call. You're you're, you're definitely not yeah. wrong there because 
you know, Zeke, it, one of the things that, that always concerned me about letting him go is that when did he, when did he get stopped? Like when, when did he really get stopped for fourth and one or third and one, third and two? I mean, he got it most of the time. He would get it and maybe around the goal line, but he, he eventually would get in and scored 12 times last year. So, you know, I, I, I'm with you there. Um, I think the guy that's going to get most of the fourth and ones or third and the one, the, the one yard, I think it's going to be Dak. I really do. And if you haven't, you know, if you've done your fantasy league, whatever, I think Dak's going to probably score a lot of touchdowns running the ball. I think that's going to be what they do. I think that it's a copycat league. I think until the NFL changes the rule, I think people are going to push quarterbacks in the back like the Eagles were doing. And, 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 and Jalen Hurts is, is a big, strong guy. But also, you know, look look what they're doing, and that works. I mean, that's almost unstoppable. I think Dak's going to get some of those carries. I think Pollard will get some. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, Rico Dowdle just seems like he's got a little bit more power, but but not not a lot. Also, not maybe not fourth and one, third and one, but I do think you're going to see a little bit more receivers running the ball. Not saying that's your short yardage fix, but I do think they're going to go side to side. I think you'll see CD running. I think you'll see Turpin, Cooks, those guys. But but when it's time to really run the football and get in there, I think Dak will do it, and I think they're going to try and see what Pollard can do. And who knows, Hunter Lipke might get um, a few snaps in there as well. All right, before we take a break, we're going to go one more call here. Uh, we'll go back to the phone line. Brian, Kansas City, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Hey, I got a couple of backup questions now that we're getting into game week. So I'm not sure if if – Tyler Smith is out. I'm not sure who goes in for him. And, you know, the other one I'm not sure about is who's not who, – so I think J. Lou fills in if Bland gets hurt. Who's the first up in, on the boundary corners? I'm I'm just not sure who that is, and Man. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Don't make me say it. It's early. It's still like a Tuesday. I, uh, Igbenogany, maybe – I think that's I think that's how you say his name. I, I've been working on it. Um, Noah, Noah, Igby, Izzy, whatever. He's gonna have a nickname. Igbenogany. I think that's right. Um, I I would see. I would. I would probably say he he'll get in there. Um, but but again, this this first week, I don't see Jordan Lewis being active. I don't think he's ready yet to be active um, for this game. So Deron Bland, uh, like you said, will be like the third corner. Uh, Igby. Um, and then, you know, Eric Scott might have to play because you 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 have uh, Nashawn Wright. Uh, he's 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 not on the roster uh, as of right now. Uh, the boot is off, but I, I I think they moved him over to to IR to return. So um, as it stands right now, I think Eric Scott or uh, Igby uh, would be the guys to to come in there. And then the first question you said about. If Tyler Smith doesn't play at guard, man, don't don't even go down that road. I mean that 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 shuffles some some things around. Um, I think I think you would see Brock Hoffman. He he would he would get in there at, at guard if Chuma Idoga is not ready. Um, so that's that's a good thing to to monitor. Let's look at the roster moves for this week, and also we'll we'll be able to see in practice on what they can do because sometimes roster moves will tell you how a player is doing physically when they start moving guys around or signing guys up from practice squad or things like that. So let's see. We'll we'll monitor that this week. A lot of it will will determine from the MRI today that Tyler Smith has. All right, we're going to take our only break here on Cowboys Storyline. We'll be right back for more calls and tweets.
Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home-gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. We've got the second half of the show. And, and one of the questions we had, actually I'm pulling this up from a couple days ago. Uh, Pete from California who just ha- had another question. He sent me a random one. Here's a random player of the day to re- remember. And I love this because I love just bringing back former guys. He said, what about Scott Laidlaw? Man, now that that's a blast from the past. That's like one of the first years. That's like early 80s, late 70s, like a backup fullback type guy. He had long hair. Um, I think he played a lot of special teams. Might have blocked a couple of punts there. Scott Laidlaw, cool name. Um, but, you know, Dorsett was the guy running the ball, so he didn't get a lot of, a lot of totes there. But uh, I love it. I love um, bringing back. And usually, I'll have a story for you, especially if it's somebody I covered. I, that you know, sometimes these these guys trigger different things. Oh, that was the guy that did this and this. But Scott Laidlaw just a little bit before my time. But I do know number thirty five, uh, running back. All right, let's go to the phone line. Alan from Montana. Alan, what's up? Hey, Nick. This is awesome. Good to hear. Thanks. Good show. Great time. Who's your random player? You got a random player? Oh. Favorite um, favorite player? I always liked Nguyen when I was a linebacker. That win, okay. Yep. All right. For sure. What's your um, question? My question is um, always looking for comparisons and stuff. Where as football fans were horrible at doing this, but um, with the new offense, are we? Can we look at maybe something close to what Forty ers a couple of years ago were running with their running backs? Um, and he's going to be throwing in some Debo Samuel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who would be that guy? Uh, CD? Who 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 do you want to run the ball and, and do that with? 
Who do you I, think is I the Debo like guy? Yeah, and I don't know if we probably the closest comparison would be Tony Pollard, but um, yeah. as far as on the wide receiver, I don't know if we have a young guy that would um, would yeah. close be to that. That's a that's a tough one. I mean, um, I, I appreciate the call, and I'll get our wheels uh, in motion there, thinking about that. Um, you know, like I said earlier, it is a copycat league, and, and you're always looking for that. But you got to find a Debo Samuel. I mean, like you got to find that guy. Like there, there's there's not many receiver type guys that can run the ball that way. And I think that's what it's got to be. I think it's receivers that can run. Maybe not so much the running back that can play receiver and line up and go down the field and catch the deep ball and all that. I, I think if the Cowboys are going to do that, and they sort of have a little bit with uh, with CD, they've run the ball with him a little bit, but not a lot. And and that's not he's pretty tall. And and I remember they they did a pitch against Washington, and that press box is terrible. You can't see anything in there, but it was coming like right at us. It was actually a good the one good view we had. And he just got smashed on the sideline. And I was like, all right, enough of that. Let him run routes. Like, you know, he's not a back. He'll do it occasionally, and that's good. But I think for the most part, you need a guy a little bit shorter, stockier. You know, um, maybe Brandon Cooks, but he's really – he's kind of, he's kind of uh, you know, thin, in, you know, for his body frame. So um, I think if you can do it, great. But, again, there's not a lot of C, uh, uh, Debo Samuels out there and, and his first uh comment about that win yeah that went what a what a fun uh player he was to to cover and kind of a funny story about him i hadn't seen him in about 15 years i had not seen that win by 15 years we did an interview with him just like back in july and he came up here we did an interview we, we put some stuff uh, with him we're going to work on a project with him maybe uh later on down the road and then two days later i'm at a ranger game a foul ball comes right next to us almost got it didn't get it they gave it to this kid next door. That went. That went like sitting right, right next to me. So uh, it's kind of funny. You see a guy twice in, in in a couple of days. Hadn't seen him in 15 years, but he's looking great uh, and and doing really really well for himself. Uh, um, just business uh, adventures and stuff like that. All right, let's go back to the text line here. Um, Skip from Virginia. You're right, Skip, because I skipped. The play, a player that would probably fill in here, um, even though it's so weird because one of my favorite players on this team, rookie free agents, is T.J. Bass, and I just kind of skipped over him. I apologize for that. T.J. Bass would factor into this backup line. Maybe start? Maybe start at left guard? I say that because it's like a little bit... I mean, anytime you, you're going in the Meadowlands week one, you got, you know, a, a rookie guard, but hey, it happened last, you know, last year, week one. I mean, uh, you had... Tyler Smith. Now he was a first round pick, but but he was playing left tackle. It hadn't done it a lot, and he and he played well. So um, yeah, I mean it's going to have to be somebody like that. You know, you you do have two rookies uh, backing up, and and Austin Richards, and and then uh, T.J. Bass, and so you know it's it'll you hope to not go that that route. And then again, like I've said it three times already, we we'll, we'll see on uh, what the status is for um, for the left guard of Tyler Smith and he'll he'll have a hamstring injury uh, that he has this week uh, this uh, today he'll have the MRI today we'll see what his status is there all right looking for some more uh questions here um this is a 505 area code didn't put a name there but but still talking about Dexter Lawrence from the Giants other than neutralizing him what's the biggest thing to worry about 
with the Giants defense, um, that is the biggest thing to worry about. So you you want to you know you start there and, and and you start and that's always you know in the middle there in the trenches. That's kind of where where it, it all originates and and I, especially when you're looking at potentially you know changes at, at left guard if if if, if Tyler can't, uh, Smith can't play. So it doesn't it doesn't branch out too much more than that. I mean they they they've got some 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 cornerbacks there you know that that have played and and they're you know they they they've got talent the giants they're a scrappy team i think what they do is they they rally to the football well and that's that's kind of what their their coach preaches i mean they're a tough football team um but they they have to prove to me that that, that they've gotten better from from last year because the cowboys were a better football team than the giants easily um they but i give new york credit for staying in those games because I remember in the first game up in the Meadowlands, the Giants actually had the lead on a touchdown run by, by Saquon. And you're thinking, like, how is this happening? Like, Dallas is a better football team. They're just, they're just shooting themselves in the foot and they're dropping passes, they're penalties. And then once they kind of got it going, um, you know, they, they took over and won that game. And then Thanksgiving, they were way better. They had a big lead, and then they let the Giants kind of score late, made it look a little closer than it was, but it really wasn't. I think in those two games, Dallas was clearly better than the Giants. Let's see if things have changed this year. We're going about to find out here in six days. But going back to that game, I think whenever the the CD Lamb documentary or Football Life or whatever, you know, Deep Blue, whatever we end up doing with CD Lamb. I think it's going to come back to that Giants game in week three. I think that is the game that propelled him for being that guy. Um, he, he, he was, you know, number one receiver. This is his first year doing it, first two games. You know, with Dak getting hurt and Cooper Rush, he hasn't really elevated himself yet to that spot. And then he goes to, you know, Sunday Night Football, drops a pass over the middle, it was wide open. It could have been a touchdown. Like, what's wrong with this guy? And then it just clicked. You can tell he just got. He was pissed, you know, and he started making catches and he was trying to run over people. And, you know, he doesn't have the body to do that, but he's trying. He makes a great touchdown, one-handed catch. And he became that guy in the game. That, that, that game, it started poorly. It had ended well. And it just ignited him to the rest of of the season. You know, he was a second-team All-Pro last year. And, and it was, I think, it all came down to that game right there. So, all right, looking for some more more questions here. Uh, we've got one from uh, Jay Hinn, Wichita, Kansas. He says, um, how dangerous do you think a NASCAR pass rush package would be? How often do you say do you see DQ deploying such a package with all the, the pass rushers that they've got? So they do have some rushers, and, 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 and a lot of that – I think the the reason why people think that maybe Micah should move to linebacker some is just because it's why don't why don't we just get our rushers on the field the Sam Williams and the Dante Fowler's endurance and 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 tanks and then and then we can have Micah linebacker and all that stuff but which I I hear you but I do think that that Micah needs to be rushing the passer probably from the edge that's what he's that's what he's great at so as long as he's doing that for the most part I'm okay switching it around now and again but for he needs to be getting after the quarterback flip sides sometimes over the center whatever whatever he needs but I I, I definitely think that he needs to to be a guy that that rushes all over the field and then you know if he plays some linebacker great 
I think Damone Clark's going to have a really good season. I think he might be one of those those wild cards to really put this this defense over the top this year. I think I think Gilmore, the addition of him, that'll help with Bland and of course Diggs. But I think Gilmore, Damone Clark, and you know I I still think Mozzie Smith is going to help the, this defense a lot because strength is strength. And and he'll he'll figure it out. He's going to get good coaching. He's going to you know. And I'm not saying he's he's struggling, but I, he hasn't had that huge impact that you expect so far. He hasn't had the opportunity just yet. These preseason games, he's played some. He's not playing with with you know. Put Micah next to him and see if he if his rush is a little better. Let's see if he does a better job inside. I mean, these defensive tackles, he need the outside guys just like the outside guys need the defensive tackles as well. All right. Let's look at um, George from Orange City, Florida. So I know it's early and not on the radar. How do you see, how do you see the Diggs versus Diggs matchup if they meet? What what are you what are you saying here? What I mean, where is Diggs going to play Diggs? Uh, I'm kidding. We do play. Uh, what what is that? Late December. Um, they're gonna they're gonna face each other. Then they're going to face each other a couple times, um, maybe in the Pro Bowl again, maybe in another game, you know, if if the Cowboys and Bills were to ever do that. Um, but they do play uh, mid-December um, up there in Buffalo, and it will be cold, and it'll be, uh, I'll say it's going to be fun, but probably won't be. It's not, a, it's not a great trip, but it should be a good game, though. I mean, uh, that'll be a good test because both teams will probably be fighting for, for some kind of um you know playoff implications um you know there's two guys that know each other well they work out with each other in the off season so i i think that that it'll that'll be a fun matchup um i'm not sure if it's a you know now they, Trayvon will probably want to follow him all over the field um yeah, I don't think you do that all the time. I, I think it probably hurts your defense if you do that all the time because you don't want to let people know what what you're doing, what coverages you're running, and things like that. So, um, you know, you we, we've seen them ha- do that. We've seen them go after Washington's uh, Terry McLaurin, and and he'll follow him, but but not maybe for the entire game. Um, but I think it'd be a great matchup because they they know each other well, and you know you don't have to do a lot of studying. For 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 that game, you have to study what the what the offense, what the Bills' offense is doing. But but I I think that you know from a from a quickness standpoint, now Diggs likes the uh, Stefan likes to line up in the slot some as well. So that that might change what the Cowboys are doing. You know they have better slot corners I think than than Trayvon. But you you know that they'll go after it. It'll be fun. Um, of course, throwing the ball in mid-December in Buffalo won't always be the easiest thing in the world. So that's going to be one where you definitely got to get your running game going. But that's not the game in New York that we're really talking about. Um, That's down the road. They do go to New York a little earlier than that, like in five days. Saturday will be heading up there to uh, take on the Giants in the Meadowlands, and that's certainly going to be a fun one. Uh, it's not the first time the Cowboys and Giants have squared off in week one, but it's the next time, and that's the one we're all excited about. All right, I think that'll do it for today's show. Quick quick and easy, that's what it's going to be. Uh, stay tuned to, to our schedule to see uh, if our time slot changes. I think it's still going to stay at 10 o'clock for this week, uh, and then we'll, we'll see what it looks like. Maybe 10.15, 10.30. We'll see uh, what McCarthy does with his uh, press conference, but it's going to be in this area right here and hope to uh, it works for you guys. I want to get a little bit more phone calls than we did today, but this was fun. This is a fun show, and hopefully we'll, we'll keep the continuity going with this time slot. All right. 
For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!